Good afternoon. This is Sam Brooks. Welcome to Local Matter Sports. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing uh, Dwayne Alexander, hopefully one of the first guys in Cooper to get a chance to talk to him about Tennessee Tech football and his life and times in getting here. Welcome to the show, Dwayne. Thank you so much. Good to be here today. Known Dwayne for a long time. Uh, Tennessee Tech uh, alumni himself. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that and how you got here along the way. Uh, but now the new football coach at Tennessee Tech, and we're happy to have him. Well, it's exciting to be the coach. We just had our first team meeting today at uh, 4 o'clock and had our first uh, football staff meeting. I got all of our coaches in place. And so uh, it's it's quite honestly, I haven't had a chance to almost sit back and take it all in. There's been so much going on here the last uh, couple of weeks since I was announced as the head coach. But uh, certainly an exciting day and an exciting time for the Alexander family. Well, I want, usually I talk about the past first and then bring it up to today. Today, this is kind of special. I want to talk about now. Um, this was a goal and really a dream of yours to get back to Tennessee Tech and be the head football coach. How does that feel? Well, it feels great. I mean, it really does. And uh, and it's all – and I'm a big believer in God's timing. I mean, I really am. And uh, I made mention of that in my press conference, you know, and I really felt like it was the right time. Uh, he seemed to open – he's always opened and closed doors for myself and our family and the same way with my career. And uh, he certainly opened it this time and uh, just couldn't be more excited to be there. And I'm sure along the way you, you've been tested. I mean, you're a, you're a, a guy who relies on your faith in, in God and your religion. But along the way, the interview process that you went through, and this was the second time at Tennessee Tech that you went through that process, it had to test your, your faith just a little bit. Well, it did. I mean, it, it's uh, grueling, I guess, would be the right word. And, and it grueling not from the Tennessee Tech standpoint, but from – standpoint personally it was a job i really really wanted uh, i felt strong about um it was something that obviously I have a great passion for having been a former player here like you alluded to earlier i played here in the early mid 80s i coached here in 1997 98 i played here and uh, coached here again in 2002 and 3 coached here again in 2013 14 and 15 uh so it was something that uh you know i really felt strong about and special about and felt like that uh if given the opportunity, I really could do some uh, some good things here and uh, help Tennessee Tech really uh, accomplish its goals from a football standpoint. At, at this juncture in the game, being around Tennessee Tech and other places as you've been, you've been in high school, we'll chronicle those a little bit mm-hmm. as we go through the interview, but I, I think the people out there that are going to listen to this would want to know, why do you feel like you are the right person for this job right now? Well, I, I really, and, and I, you put that the right way, I feel like right now, you know, here at 2007, 2017, I got the job in 2017, now in 2018. Uh, I really felt strongly, if I had not gotten the job as an alum, like I told uh, people on the interview committee, and you were part of the alumni football committee of former players that were part of the interview process, I said, if I weren't interviewing for this job, I would hoped I would have been sitting around that table with you guys as somebody that really knows and understands Tennessee Tech football, having played here, having coached here three different times. I, I wanted to see the program succeed, and I felt like that there wasn't really anyone who had the connections to the university that I've had in the football program over the past 30 years. Uh, a unique experience. I played for Coach Darnell. Um, I played for Coach Raglan. I coached with Mike Hennigan. I coached with Watson Brown. So, I mean, there's a lot of history there going back to 1983 since I first walked on the Tennessee Tech campus that I knew a lot about the history of Tennessee Tech. I knew a lot about the potential of Tennessee Tech. I understood how Tennessee Tech works, uh, the campus works, the people on campus. Uh, felt like I could renew some of the relationships maybe that had been strained a little bit. 
And uh, just with all the things, uh, connecting with the alumni, I have been a, as a former player, I've been a high school coach for a number of years. So certainly I've seen college coaches come and go through my building as a, as a head football coach in high school and uh, felt like, you know, I knew what I would like to see Tennessee Tech be, you know, in all of those areas. And I just felt like it was, I had the right amount of experience and the right amount of passion for the job and where the program is at today right now. We really needed a Golden Eagle in there. I felt strongly about that. Whether If it weren't me, there were some other Golden Eagle you know, candidates you know, or somebody that really understood Tennessee Tech, uh, either a former coach there who'd spent a lot of time there or some type of player who had a passion for Tennessee Tech. I think we need that right now, and we need some purple and gold in the head coach's office. And uh, and I felt like uh, of all the candidates that had that background, that there wasn't anybody that had a stronger tie to the university than what I did. Well, I'm getting pumped up just listening, so I'm ready to go play right now. Uh, but this is Sam Brooks. Today we're talking to Wayne Alexander, new football coach at Tennessee Tech. And we're going to continue right on there, Coach. So uh, it's my belief as an alumni at Tennessee Tech that there is no better time than right now for Tennessee Tech to be one of the most prominent football teams in the OVC and this area of the country. Why is that so? Well, first of all, um, you look at our past history. Tennessee Tech is one of the oldest members of the OVC. We were been in, playing football at Tennessee Tech since 1922. We've actively filled a competitive team since 1922. That's well over 90 years, almost 100 years that we've had a football team. And since we were old enough to be in a conference, we've been in the OVC. So we're one of the founding members and original members of that conference. We won 10 conference championships uh, in our history and in our past. So our past history shows that you can be competitive. There are former players like yourself and going all the way back who have fond memories of, of Tennessee Tech. Um, I look at the location of our schools. I look at our university the way it's growing right now from whenever uh, I first walked on campus and where it's at right now. Uh, you look at the things we have on our campus, Boy State, Girl State have been staples here because of our location. Um, the TSSAA state championship games are held on our campus. I mean, if if you are a high school football player, Cookville is what your goal is. Right. Your goal is to be in Cookville. We get unbelievable amount of requests from high school coaches and teams that want to come through to do a walkthrough. They want to come and practice in the spring or practice or have a scrimmage during the fall because they want to tell their team, hey, our goal is to get here to Cookville, to get to Tennessee Tech. So parents, fans, cheerleaders, people who come to Cookville – in December, you know, are positive feelings. I mean, when they're on our campus, it's a state championship, you know, atmosphere. So our location makes it great. You always hear about real estate, location, location, location. Tennessee Tech has great location, and our academics are second to none, you know. And uh, I think when you take our location, you take our strong academics, you take, you know, all of those things in place that we have I mean, what a great thing to go out and sell. I mean, we have a great product to sell. We have, you know, all of those things in place. We have tremendous tradition and history. And uh, why not? I mean, I could go and I think sell this all day long, you know, to anybody and sell it with passion. But you're not having to sell anything that's not true or real. I mean, we've got an awesome product here to sell. We don't have to uh, uh, candy coat that in any shape, form, or fashion. We've got an awesome product to sell. So I think it's a, a great place to be and a great time to be at Tennessee Tech. And, and part of your equation, I know, is bringing back some Tennessee Tech alumni, assistant coaches to be part of this 
growth movement in the right direction for our football team absolutely and and i can tell you i could have hired 10 more quite honestly i, I asked mark wilson i said could you give me 10 more coaches <laughs> uh or at least five more coaches because i'm serious i could have at least had five more for sure that they, they would come tomorrow if we said hey just talk to mark wilson and he's added us uh, five more coaches and the ncaa's allowing five more i could pick up the phone tomorrow and get five more guys and that goes back to the question you asked earlier there's a great passion for tennessee tech people that come here and have been a part of this program, have a great passion for it. So it was important for me. Obviously, I identified guys that I had had strong relationships with while I was here uh, as a player or as a coach. Bruce Hatfield has come back to be an assistant coach, uh, uh, was at four state championship games at Hendersonville High School, has been at Cookville at Tennessee Tech in a state championship game as a as a head coach, was a team captain of the 1987 football team. So his wife Melinda's in our uh, Tennessee Tech Sports Hall of oh, Fame. Yeah. So what a – great tech family you know and uh him back on campus is a is a very good thing uh doug malone who was a coach here uh at tennessee tech from the late 90s to the mid uh mid 2000s actually served as the head football coach for a season when coach hennigan was under uh on medical leave he served as the coach of the 2016 uh here and was here as a coordinator before that tremendous ties you ask guys in town like uh grant swallows people like that have great things to say about doug malone i coached with doug so i was here with doug uh, on staff whenever he was an assistant coach here trey lamb one of the all-time great golden eagles who i believe personally going to be a hall of famer someday i'm not stepping out on a limb there but i don't last, know last you, quarterback to win an ovc championship exactly at right. and a three-time team captain of the football team so um you know great uh, career here and also an outstanding coach i coached with trey at Tennessee Tech on Watson Brown staff and know his family real well, know his dad real well, but he's a strong uh, connect, uh, tech connection. Taylor Hennigan back on our staff. His dad, Mike Hennigan, of course, head football coach here uh, for 10 years, the defense coordinator for 10 years, a strong connection there with Taylor. And, again, I was on staff with Taylor with uh, Watson Brown when Taylor was here and his assistant, observed him coach, uh, tremendous, tremendous young coach. And, again, having that Hennigan family name, I think, back in our program is nothing – uh, but a positive and then we had a couple of coaches we kept on staff that were tennessee you know that had been here at tennessee tech sam williamson's been here for 12 years there's not many assistant coaches that can be as said they've owned the staff for 12 consecutive years and sam has really grown up here in his coaching yeah. career he came on board as an early as a young coach under watson brown in his early mid-20s and has been here the last 12 years so you know we had a lot of positive ties there and again I, like i said sam i could have had eight or ten more that would have come to coach Today we're talking with Dwayne Alexander, the new head football coach at Tennessee Tech. We'll be right back. And we're back again. This is Sam Brooks. We're talking to Dwayne Alexander, head football coach at Tennessee Tech. We're just going to continue on right where we left off. Assistant coaches uh, are really uh, a huge part of the the mechanism of a football team. And I I know for me, uh, one of the most important guys in the program for me at that time when I was here at Tennessee Tech was Gerald Brown, my position coach. Absolutely. And Gerald was a tremendous coach i worked with gerald yes. uh, i was on staff with gerald whenever i was the running backs coach he was the wide receiver coach and he and i have kept our friendship uh, ever since uh we worked together and players do that's the the select the most important task that i had uh, besides obviously the players on the team was getting assistant coaches hired to work with our players because they spend so much time with those guys they are the front line so to speak they are in meetings with these guys or having 50-minute hour position meetings with them. They're the ones that check on them if they're not going to class. They're the ones that get the phone call if they need to call or talk about something. You know, the players spend so much time with assistant coaches, and they all need to be, 
you know, they can't all be the same, but they've all got to have the common denominator that is the same. And I wanted coaches that really cared about our young men, that took an interest in them. Obviously, you and Gerald have maintained a relationship oh, yeah. and still play golf over the years because he took an interest in Sam Brooks. He knew sure. who Sam was, took it besides a football player. Now, he wasn't afraid to coach you hard oh, no. when you needed correcting <laughs> or anything like that. But he also knew, you know, put you somebody you respected, somebody that you cared about, and somebody that uh, you've been able to build a relationship with. And that's what I wanted in assistant coaches. I wanted coaches that I knew would care about our players and would take an interest in our players that not only would uh, be instrumental in them being a better football player, that would be instrumental in helping them be better men. Uh, I also got recruited by Gary Darnell, and and as I was getting recruited, Gary left and ended up going somewhere else, which paved the way for Jim Ragland to take over. Mm-hmm. We share that. Jim Ragland was a very special person to me uh, his whole life. What does it mean to you, Dwayne, to be in the same seat, the same place that Jim Ragland sat in years ago? Well, it's hard to take it all in, really. I'll, I'll tear up, and I don't want to tear up here on the radio. You wouldn't be able to see it, but I think you'd hear me sniffling here a little bit, which I almost did in my press conference when I brought up Coach sure. Raglan in the in the press conference. And uh, and really, to sum up, I could tell a lot of things. A real quick story with Jim. Whenever I was the head football coach at Wilson Central, um, in my last year there was in uh, November of 2005, before I took became the head football coach at Cumberland University, our Wilson Central team played in the second round of playoffs against Cookville High School. And the game was almost uh, was over. I'd already talked to the players. Cookville had a really good team. We got beat. It was our last game of the year. I'd talked to the players, talked to the parents and all that, and I'm getting ready to go to the bus. And I look up, and Jim Raglan is standing there wow. waiting after the game. Uh, did not know he was coming to the game. He didn't tell me he was coming. I had no idea. Um, I saw him on the way to the bus and walked up to him and said, Coach Ragland, what are you doing? He goes, I wouldn't have missed this for anything, Dwayne. He goes, that was a well-coached team I saw out there tonight. You know, he gave me a hug and, you know, waited around. This was some 20, 30 minutes after the game. Sure. But that's who Jim Ragland was. You know, and the thing is, you get older, Sam, you appreciate it. Jim Ragland loved his players. I made mention of that in my press conference. You know, he loved the Upper Cumberland. He had a special heart for kids that played at Jackson County and a Jimmy Hull at Salina, Tennessee, right. and a Sam Brooks at Cookville, Tennessee, and a Mark Wattenberger that would come down here and play a John Webb that came in our program and played. He loved all of his players, but, boy, he loved – when there's a kid from Upper Cumberland that could come in here and play, that meant a lot to him. He loved Tennessee Tech. I mean, he loved the school. He did it in about every way you could do it. He's a fundraiser. He'd been a coach. He'd been assistant coach. About every way he could represent Tech, he did. And I know it would have meant – it was very special for him. I know it was special when he was able to bring – Mike Hennigan back as an assistant coach. It, it meant a lot to him when he was able to do that. I know if he would have been alive uh, when uh, Watson Brown was named head coach, that would have meant a lot to Jim Raglan because, you know, he knew Watson oh, yeah. and the Brown family and loved uh, Tennessee Tech. So uh, Coach Raglan's a special guy. And like I, I mentioned in my press conference, the biggest thing that I learned from Coach Raglan, you know, as I look back over the years is – uh, you really don't need to coach if you don't have a genuine interest in your players. And he did, and that interest carried way on after you finished playing for him. I was not a great player. Here, you're not going to find me in any of the record books. I was in the participation list. I lettered <laughs> here for three years, you know, that type. I was on the team and, and worked my tail off and all that type of thing, but that didn't matter to him. You know, he came to see me coach games at Upperman uh, while I was the head coach there. He um, always stayed in touch with his players, and so uh, just a just a special man. And and I couldn't be more honored than to sit in uh, in that desk uh, where he sat. Talking to Dwayne Alexander, new head football coach at Tennessee Tech, and touching on Jim Ragland. What other mentors have you had along the way that has led you number one into coaching, and then coaching football, and then also education in the classroom means a lot. 
So in the classroom and being an educator. It does. And, I, you know, of course, you know my background. You and I go back to old days when we coached high school football and coached uh, girls softball oh, uh, yeah. back in the day. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Our, our man Virtus Duff, you know, yeah. guys like that. And, you know, I really learned a lot from a lot of different coaches. I know if you had to mention a mentor, you would say Virtus Duff. Oh, I mean, even though no he didn't. Doubt. He wasn't a football coach, but he was a softball coach. It didn't matter. Coach is a coach is a coach. People who pour their lives into their into their players. I think, you know, the world of Virtus. I've seen Ron Chambers, you know, came and gave me a big hug. A lot of those guys I've met over the years. But my middle school football coach, Steve Briggs, is the first name that jumps out to me. He's really the reason I wanted to be a coach and uh, that I love playing football. He was such a positive man. He took me uh, in his little AMC pacer to a couple of uh, uh, FCA field days. And I yeah. showed up. One time I showed up, I was the only guy who showed up. Most people would have said, ah, we only have one guy show up. We're not going to go. He drove me all the way out there. You know, and years later, Steve Briggs had three or four kids at home and everything else. But, I mean, he was committed, you know, to what he did. And, you know, I look at that, you know, some things that he did in my life back then, really how that's been able – how I'm able to pay that forward, you know, back to him, you know, because he's really a big reason that I've become a coach. Uh, Different guys that I've worked for, my high school coach Bill McPherson was a Tennessee Tech all-conference player in the late 60s and actually called Coach Darnell to try to get me a spot in camp to get on the team uh, back when I wanted to try to play college football. Uh, Bill Derrick, the very first man I worked under, Coach Derrick is in the TSSAA Sports Hall of Fame, uh, was a Hall of Fame coach. I worked for Robert Laster, who again is a Hall of Fame coach, great coach, great man, good um, I worked for him. So I've worked under some really good head coaches. I worked under Mike Hennigan. I worked under Watson Brown. I worked under Carl Torbush at East Tennessee State University in a long time, you know, coaching this coaching profession who just recently retired. So when I haven't been a head coach, I've worked under some really, really good coaches. And I had a high school principal, Paul Decker, who took a lot of interest in me. And really, I've had a lot of people that have poured themselves into me over the years that have made a difference and really have made me decide to choose this for a profession. One thing about you that, that's always been very obvious to me is that you love your job. Yes. Why do you love being a coach? Uh, just the opportunity, the difference you have to make. And really, uh, I was telling people as I was going through this interview process uh, for this job, uh, as I went through it, and different people that would reach out to me and let me know that they had reached out on my behalf. Uh, guys that I didn't even I didn't ask them to, they just did and called me later, let me know, or sent me an email to let me know i, I kind of laughed uh, people don't get to go to your own funeral you do but you don't remember it because you're dead you know you can't you don't hear all the nice things right. that people have to say about you and to have a chance to uh, a stephen bush who played at tennessee tech wrote a two-page letter wow. you know and sent it to, to the athletic director i had no idea he did that his dad let me know that in the grocery store the other day you know, <laughs> so it makes you tear up you know yeah. to think that some different people that that called and reached out i had one of my former players at cumberland who i actually had dismissed from the team and then let him back on the team he was the police officer of the year in Mount Juliet here um, a while back. He's gone and gotten married, has a beautiful family. You know, he wrote uh, a really nice note to the athletic director, you know, on my behalf. You know, that t- and I, I could go on and on and on. But at the end of the day, right when you get your dauber down, you lose a game or two, and you're kind of wondering about this profession and what am I doing sometimes, man, those type of guys, those type of notes that you get, and you've done it a long time too, when people tell you, hey, coach, you made a big difference in my life. You made a big difference who I am. That's really why I do it, because I had people who did the same for me. This is Sam Brooks, Local Matters, and we're talking to Wayne Alexander, TTU head football coach. 
So, Coach, you move into a situation now. you got your staff. Uh, the recruiting game is top of your list now. Maybe going into a situation where you're probably not going to be able to sign as many kids as you maybe normally would in a normal year. So what is the game plan moving forward and bringing those student athletes in? Well, the biggest thing we've had to do, obviously, is assess our roster. That's what we spent a lot of time on as a staff the last couple of days on Friday. And this morning we had a long staff meeting uh, to really identify guys that are on our team and kind of what our needs are, how many scholarships scholarships we already have invested in every position on the team offensive line receivers uh, that type of thing and identifying for example uh, uh, when you lose you know three or four seniors in a particular position say we have two defensive linemen that are seniors well we need to be looking now for their replacements for this coming signing class because we wouldn't have to be in a spot to have to play a true freshman there we'd like to go ahead and get somebody uh, in here now so we've been identifying our roster how many scholarships we have uh, to work with uh Chris Polizzi, who took, was a recruiting coordinator, he did a nice job of securing uh, some really good guys at the at the midterm before I was hired. Uh, so there were six guys that were signed and brought on board on December the 20th, and I wasn't hired to December 22nd. So I've already been in contact with those guys, and we're still going to bring them onto campus, you know, to visit with them so sure. they can meet our staff. Uh, we're, we have about seven scholarships to work with right now, uh, but obviously we don't want to just waste those. We want to make sure we identify what we need and. Uh, we actually have a three, th- three or four coaches going to hit the ground running and get out on the road here the next couple of days to go see some guys, and we're looking to bring in anywhere from five to seven guys this coming weekend. There's a lot to be done in order to get all that done in paperwork. We've already reached out to those guys. Many of those are going to be in-state local guys or people that can drive and get here. The next weekend would be guys that if they're coming from a distance, you know, that we'll try to get here. And then we're going to finish up on that February 2nd and 3rd with our local guys that have already signed and a lot of our local mid-state players that we want to be a part of our program. Well, you know, you talk about being a part of your program, and I think in this situation, this is very relevant this year, you were a walk-on. Yes. You know, so many people that I came in with were walk-ons too that ended right. up being great players yes. at Tennessee Tech, stuck it out to four or five years right. and, and made an impact here at the university. Why is that important to you? Well, it's very important. First of all, like you said, that's that's how I've done it. You know, and then really at our level, we get 63 scholarships and Alabama or Tennessee gets 85. And if you do the math on that, that's exactly 22 players. And that's a full offensive team and a full defensive team. Uh, that we you know don't get so it's important that we can take our 63 scholarships and we're allowed at our level of football fcs to partial those or give a partial scholarship or have guys come especially now we don't have many scholarships but we know that there are guys if we had them they'd be good enough to get one and we know they can come help our program someday i'm not allowed to talk about them right now but sure. there are a lot of local mid-state guys that i know right now for a fact could come in here and before it's all said and done they're going to play you know for our football program and uh you know, so um, that does mean a lot, just like I was. I was from Hendersonville High School and came. My mom and dad didn't miss a game. You know, they come to every game. I think that local support, you know, is very important. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of guys out there that uh, I do think can contribute, and uh, we certainly want to give them um, every opportunity to do that. So, Coach Alexander, I'm interested, when folks come to a Tennessee Tech football game, what are you interested in them taking away from being involved in, in watching a Tennessee Tech game? You know, that's a great question, and I think, uh, you know, something I tried to, you know, talk about even in the interview process at times with different people. If You know, every any football coach, really, in your mind, you ought to be able to sit in the stands. If you got to sit in the stands and watch a team play that I coach, what would I want it to look like? You know, when I go watch a game, what do I want to see right. a team look like? And I want to see a, a team 
when people come to watch the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles play, coaches, you can tell these guys love their job, man. These guys are loving what they're doing. These players love their coaches. These coaches care about their players, love their players. You can see a genuine enthusiasm for being a Tennessee Tech Golden Eagle that you sit in the stands and watch us play, and you can go, that team has got it all together. That team is a team. Well, Coach Alexander, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you today. I I was glad to get you in here at this point so we could uh, talk a little bit about Tennessee Tech football and you and how you've grown up and why you wanted this job. And and just a great pleasure to to be able to talk to you and, and really enjoyed you coming in. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Great to be here.